You're listening to episode 244 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and I am so excited to bring you an interview that I have had recorded for several months now. <laughs> and I, I backlogged uh, a bunch of interviews because throughout the fall, um, there there was just there was a lot going on, and I don't like airing interviews unless I feel that I can give my guests the full attention and promotion that they deserve. Um, And this interview is no exception because I am finally able to bring you this incredible interview with my friend, Amanda Hansen. Amanda and I met initially on Instagram and we've just chatted back and forth uh, several times and she's just, she's amazing. I can't wait for you to listen to this interview. Um, Amanda is somebody who helps women unapologetically express who they are in their clothes and wants to challenge societal beliefs around body image so that there is a safer and shame-free world for the women of now and for future future generations. And she just completely believes that you get to dress the way you want. There's no right or wrong way. You don't have to look a certain way to feel like a total badass in your clothes. And she teaches women how to redefine their beauty standards so that they can fully embrace the body that they're in. Now, Amanda and I are talking about, uh, we do get into that a little bit, but we also really dive into some big issues here around growing a business, uh, some of the growing pains that can come with growing a business, um, mental health, all of these things. And we're getting into the self-doubt, burnout, and chaos that Amanda was feeling in her business and the steps she took to shift her thoughts and actions to practice more presence, both personally and professionally. We're talking about the innate self-trust that the worst could happen and that she would handle it. That's really, really important. I can't wait for you to hear more about that. And we're also talking about how to enjoy the journey and making decisions from a place of joy rather than this deep sense of panic or feeling like we have to do things a certain way because everybody else is. We get into a lot in this episode and she is just so much fun. You're going to absolutely adore her. And there are some references in here as well to other podcast episodes. So all of that will be listed in the show notes. I just can't wait for you to get to meet Amanda and make sure to go and connect with her on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm just starting. I start every podcast interview laughing, I feel like. And uh, Amanda and I were just chatting and I seem to have this lately with every guest. I'm like, no, no, stop because we're having the best conversation and I feel selfish being the only one to benefit from it. So we're turning this into part of the interview. So Amanda, I'm so excited that you are here today. Thank you so much for being on. Tell us a little bit about you and who you are, what you do, all the things. <laughs> well, I'm having a fangirl moment. Oh my <laughs> but, but you already, you already know so I, I, you know, you are not new to me. Your podcast is not new to me. It, it's like when I first started listening to regular podcasts, I don't even know how I found you. Like, I don't even remember how I found you on Instagram. But when I start my business called Simply Stylish, I'm a style coach. But when I first start my business, I knew that I want to start a podcast. But I was like, I need to build a business first. (laughs) And I'm sure you wouldn't agree with that. But I was like, I need to like know how I'm showing up for women and how I'm helping in their wardrobes. Like I don't even know what to do with a podcast yet, but it was always on my list. It's literally in in my podcast and which I have started this year, um, actually has nothing to do with my, it's called the woman disrupted podcast. Perfect. Everyone needs to go check that out. It'll all be referenced. (laughs) (laughs) And it, and it actually has nothing to do with style. But I love that. And that's what I love about podcasting is that it gives you like that creative freedom. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the creative outlet. That's perfect. 
Right. So I'm a style coach. So I help women in, in their wardrobe. So my specialty specialty is teaching women that there are no rules when it comes to style. And I want women to like unapologetically dress the bodies they have now. Like you don't have to wait till you lose 20 pounds. You don't have to wait next year. Like you can feel good and you deserve to feel good in your clothes. Like right now, who you are in this moment. Um, cause it, and it actually makes so much sense for what I will be sharing later in the, in the episode about presence and being in the today moment, not waiting to earn something, not focusing on the future and what could happen, not focusing on the past and what you've done before and the decisions you've made and the body you had before. It's all about presence and being in the moment now. And so when I started helping women in their wardrobes, um, I realized, so Emily, are you into Enneagram? I sure am. Let's talk about all the things. <laughs> so I'm an eight. Oh I'm a challenger. So, challenger. So am I. Oh my oh, God. I know you are. <laughs> oh, do you I know, know you are? <laughs> I didn't know that you knew that. I guess I have talked about I, that before. <laughs> you heard because you and um, the great Canadian woman are both eights and you yes. guys started a podcast. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> I know. I know everything about you. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm the challenger. And I realized when I started interacting and, and helping women, I am actually much more passionate about women empowerment. I'm passionate about challenging the status quo and being like, do you really have to believe that? Like, is that belief really yours? Have you been conditioned? Do you want to accept that belief? So I question everything. And so that is literally what my podcast is about. It's about challenging the status quo, asking why, talking about conversations, like, cause I don't do small talk. I'm like, you meet me, like we're diving into the real stuff. I will tell you about my vagina. I will tell you about my sex. <laughs> I will, I will trauma. have like, <laughs> yeah, I will have all of the conversations. And the reason why I say vagina is my latest podcast was about, um, uh, our pelvic floor and how like, I didn't know we had a pelvic floor until a few years ago. Like what the Isn't heck is crazy? That I didn't either. Yeah. Like, why is that not being discussed more? Like, <laughs> right. So anyway, so I, I want to, my podcast is to like have those conversations to help women just think outside the box and this invisible box that society tends to put us in. Um, I want it to like go away. <laughs> so that's, that's my creative outlet. And at first I didn't feel like I could be fully myself in my business because I was scared if I fully showed up in all of my eightness, um, I wouldn't get clients because <laughs> I'm intense. Like we're assertive, passionate people. Um, but on my own journey, I've realized that, you know what, me full, showing up in my fullness is just going to attract the right people to me. And it's going to push away those that aren't. And I was not secure in myself enough to be okay with that. Um, and I'm sure we'll dive into like, yeah, my whole last year was, it was last year was my second year of business and I had so much self-doubt and I've never experienced self-doubt like that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get into all of that because you and I've talked uh, multiple times before on, on Instagram casually, but I started putting out the call for entrepreneurs to start talking to me about their mental health and even people in, in more conventional jobs, how, how their mental health has been impacted, you know, the work-life balance, all that type of stuff. And you reached out and had just such a beautiful answer. I was like, uh, we need to talk about this on the podcast <laughs> you're coming on. This, when people ask how I pick podcast guests, they don't really believe me when I say, when I say that I go purely off of intuition, I handpick all of my guests and I just know usually within seconds, like of either meeting somebody, it, sometimes it's that fast. Like I can meet someone and I'm like, I need to have you on. And then other times it will be like a single message or like a one-liner or an Instagram post. And I'm like, yeah, I need you for that. <laughs> and I got your messages and I was like, we need to discuss this. So I, why don't, why don't we start kind of at the, the story that you shared on Instagram today that I didn't know. And you said that it just kind of came to you, the reminder of it this morning about yeah. how breath work sort of has played a big part in this whole journey and how that is connected to me and my little podcast, which I thought was crazy. <laughs> so I'll backtrack a little bit so that the story makes sense. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, 
so today I was sharing on Instagram about how life comes to full circle and how today being on your podcast was a completion of the circle. But what started it was last year was my second year of business and I was streaming along really good. I, I had my planner, I had my goals and I was killing it. Then all of a sudden I was like, this is too much. This is too much. Like I can't, I can't manage all this. I'm working all of the time. This isn't what I signed up for. And I wanted to scale my business. So I pretty much like started a whole other stream of business and revenue. So I felt like I was building two businesses and I didn't feel like I was serving anybody the right way. I was questioning everything. And I started to kind of like spiral. And then I did have some personal things happen at the same time. So I, my son, I had him when I was 21. So I'm 41. I'll be 41 in a few days. Um, he went off to college and I was like, <gasps> it pretty much triggered a midlife crisis. <laughs> and so it is like, so my very first podcast episode is called my, uh, my midlife crisis, my way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and because it was like, all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I had gotten to myself where I was focused on my business and then adapting my life based on my business where I was like, no, 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 that, that isn't why I went into my own business. I went into, I want freedom. <laughs> and so it's like, my son is going off to school. So like I have this emptiness syndrome, like feeling like just like burning my life down and like, what can I do? But I also have an eight-year-old. So I was like, okay, I can't, I can't just like go to Bali, which is what I really wanted to do. I wanted to go to all of your Airbnbs. <laughs> You're making me laugh. Oh my goodness. So I was like, what, what is going on? What's happening? I just felt so lost. I also remembered, oh, Amanda, you're working by yourself and you're an extrovert. You don't work well in, a, in this bubble. And so I decided to start uh, or to join a business mastermind. And that was realizing like, I need a community. I need women. And I was scared because I was like, I was really, really low. Like I was numb. I literally, I also had something else happen with a family member that cut me out of their life who I loved very deeply at that time because they were going through some mental health issues. And it was just like, my body couldn't cope anymore. So after my son went off to school, I was struggling with my business and like finding my way. I was doubting everything. And it's like, I never doubted myself. I never lacked self-esteem. Like my whole life, it was like, here's my goal. I'm going to go get it. And I know I'm going to get it. And I know I'm going to kick ass. Then all of a sudden like business happened and it's like, oh, the no, like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to what, what do I want to get? Like, should I, do I want to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars? Like everybody tells me I should be wanting, like, do I want to be like an entrepreneur that can just work anywhere at any time? Like I just, I felt so lost and I never had so much self-doubt in my life. And it just, I lost my identity. Then my son went off to college, me and this family member, we, you know, we lost, we, we had no contact. And so my brain was like, you can't handle anything more. So I'm going to shut you down from all of your emotions. So I've never experienced that in my life. And I've gone through things in my life and I was like, why am I numb? Like, I just couldn't feel anything. I tried counseling that didn't help because my background's in psychology and educate, like, I was just talking about it wasn't going to, going to fix it. And so I decided to join this mastermind. And I was driving to, like, we kicked it off with an in-person retreat. And so I was driving to another province and I downloaded one of your episodes. And it was, I think, the, like the transformation of breathwork or, or I forget the title. Transformative power of breathwork with yeah. my friend Sarah Silverstein. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why I download, downloaded that one that day. I'm not sure why. Like, I think it was meant to be. So I'm driving and I'm listening to it. And I was like, I just, that intuition that like, you feel it in your body. We're like, oh, this is what I need. This, this is what I need. I don't know what breath work is, but I know this is what I need. I literally pulled over 
And I'm like snapshotting her name so that like I can look it up later to see if I can hire her virtually <laughs> to do breath work with me. And so I was just, I felt really excited about that. And so I arrive at the retreat and my business coach, she's taking us through the agenda and what, what's happening on the weekend. And then she's like, and tomorrow morning, we're having a breathwork session. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I literally, I had to interrupt her. I'm like, what are you saying right now? The universe is just throwing breathwork your way. <laughs> yeah. And so the next day we had the breathwork session and literally like my body, like it healed me. It was, I released what I needed to release to be released. And when we finished, I could then feel my feelings again. Like I felt like me, I, I didn't have like answers. Like the universe didn't like enlighten me. There was no vision that told me what I need to do, but it like, it released some kind of like energetic block. I felt I could feel my feelings again. I felt more myself for the first time in months. And then that was just like the trigger that opened me up to like other things that happen. It, it was like the start of like oh, this, I don't even like saying it, like my spiritual awakening. Like it just, <laughs> just. Which, and let's talk about that for a second because okay. you, you were just saying to me that any of, of the people in your life who knew you a year ago are like, who is this girl that is down with the woo and talks about crystals and spirituality? <laughs> I know, like, I don't actually talk about crystals, but it's like, <laughs> I have, I do own one crystal. <laughs> but like the old me, would have been like, it's just a freaking rock. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's why. such an eight response. I would have the exact same reaction until like a good friend of mine gave me a crystal and it was in like a particularly meaningful moment. I, I would have the exact same reaction. Like, yeah. the fuck is this? <laughs> That's just a rock. It's shiny. Anyway, it's, yeah, I was, I'm very, I was very strong in the masculine energy that do, 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 go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, and it always served me before. I, I, but at the same time, looking back, there have been times that I have reached burnout. And I know it's because of that fully being in that masculine energy, which now I like, I remember me being a young feminist. I thought, well, if I'm going to be in a man's world and be taken seriously as a woman, then I need to be and embody more of that male energy where now I've learned no, that's, that's, that's not the way forward. We can still be fully functional, valuable and completely embracing our female energy as well. Like that's how we're going to change the world, not adapting to the man's world. It's about changing the man's world. And by being fully us in the world is how it's going to change. Not us just going into that old way of being. Does that make sense? You... <laughs> I'm laughing because the number of punches in the face that the universe has given me this week <laughs> have been astonishing, even just in the last like three days alone. And I relate to everything that you're saying because I've had, I've really struggled with that as well, because I also was in male dominated industries in the corporate world and everything else, like heavily, heavily male dominated industries and jobs for such a long time that I always have approached everything with like needing to prove myself in a man's world. Mm -hmm. And it it always serves me better when I let my feminine take over a little bit more. It doesn't mean that you drown it out. Like ultimately I feel like mm -hmm. just our, our personality types, like you and I feel, I, I see a lot of similarities with you. We are always going to be a little bit more of like the, the kind of more masculine yeah. um, type of energy, just in how we approach mm -hmm. how we work and stuff. But there is room for both. And we have to allow yeah. that in if we're going to be able to channel the best possible version of ourselves. Yeah, like it, it, it is about balance where I didn't even know that balance existed or that there was another way of doing and being. And so the business mastermind I ended up joining was heavily, the other women in it were all healers, spiritual healers, you know, and I was just like, how uncomfortable were you? <laughs> I was like, who are these people and where am I? But I know like I was met, these women were meant to be in my life and they have, like, I can't even say like, just 
I don't even have the words to like just how soft and how they hold space for people and how they listen and support is nothing that I've ever seen before. And I just, they've, them being in my life and showing me that there's another way to feel and be and attack business or life or goals or whatever, um, had a huge impact on me. And it's, and it led me to, um, another thing that had a huge impact was I, a woman came into my life. Actually, I heard her on another podcast. See podcasts, they're life-changing They're life-changing. You're just advertising for me right now. <laughs> they are light. Like I, it was two podcast episodes helped change my life. I heard her on another podcast. She's, um, uh, an inner wisdom guide. So she used to call herself like a meditation coach, but okay. she's like an inner wisdom guide. So she, she teaches you how to have presence and it's not like sitting down in one spot for 20 minutes and meditating. It's how do you actually find fulfillment and presence in the every moment? And when I listened to that, again, I had that hit of intuition, like Amanda, this is what you need to be listening to. Because I found when I look back, when I was unhappy, I never, like, I was always, I'm a positive person. I'm, I always find the positive in everything. I'm, I'm happy with my life. I've always been happy with my life, but I always didn't, I never felt full contentment. And when I look back, the reason why is because I was always future focused. I'm not past focused. I don't care what happened in the past. I don't regret anything. I don't doubt anything, but I'm like, well, what, how can I be better? How could I have written this better? How could I have delivered this better? What is the next thing I need to achieve? How can I reach more people? Like it was always about future. And I was always chasing something that didn't exist because the future doesn't exist. <laughs> like that, that's a beautiful reminder right there. Yeah. That the future doesn't exist and that we can't control it. We can take all kinds of action, but we, you know, to, to work towards something bigger or better, but there is zero control, zero. Yeah. And so I was like, how I worked with her in order to find fulfillment in the everyday moment. And so like, I've had times and I explained to her, like, do you ever have those moments where you just, you get this like fuzzy feeling in all of your body and you just feel that absolute bliss, like everything is just perfect and happy and right, but it doesn't last long. Like it's, it might be like, maybe I, maybe nobody else has ever experienced that, but I had these moments of feeling complete happiness and calm and that everything's right in the world. And then it's like, it's gone. <laughs> then it's like my brain takes over and all the noise in there. And so I was like, I want to feel more of that. I want to feel contentment. I want to feel trust in myself. I want to bring more fulfillment. I wanted to enjoy the journey. And I would never enjoy the journey. I was never one to like congratulate or even acknowledge what I've achieved because I was always focused on the next thing. And I don't think that's what we're placed here for. I think we're placed here to enjoy the journey, the mistakes, the ups, the downs, the moments, the happy ones, the negative ones. And so what I've learned from her is that all of our feelings, we're meant to be feeling them. And we can't just dismiss the negative ones and only bring the high vibe only vibes. Like it's, it's, it's about knowing that you can choose to be present. And if you're feeling something negative, don't dismiss it, feel those feelings. It's important to feel it, but then you can move it in order to welcome other emotions and feelings in. And so working with her helped me build my self-trust, which is what I was lacking. All that self-doubt, all of that my struggles with self-esteem, I doubted everything because I felt like there was a right way to do it. And I was never doing it right. Um, and so now going, when I decide, you know, going into 2020, I, I'm not, I don't like make, what are they called? Vision boards. What did, what's that? Vision boards? No, um, New Year's resolutions. Oh, me neither. Me neither. So I've never done that. But in the last few years, I like the idea of picking a word of the year. Are we twins? <laughs> Like, are we twins? I <laughs> so, siblings or something. Like, <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, I chose two words. So, one was simplicity and, or simplify and joy. So, I wasn't, I did not set one goal in my business. There's no financial goal. There's no, nothing for me to achieve. I was just going to be present in the moment and let, if it, 
if it simplified my life and it brought me joy, I was going to say yes to. If it didn't simplify my life or bring me joy, I was going to say no to it. And I was just going to let that guide me. Like I'm a highly motivated, internally motivated person. So, and I recognize I'm not like, everybody get rid of your goals. Some people need them. Like I get that. Some people need goals to drive them, work towards, and who knows, maybe I do too, but I don't feel like I need goals. Um, I felt when I would set goals, it just put this crazy amount of pressure on myself. And it felt like I, I lost touch with my own intuition and trust. And so now this year, it's all been about just trusting my intuition and letting that guide me. And it's been freeing. So one of my, I have a few personal values, but my biggest personal value is freedom in everything. Like it's in every aspect of my life, how I work with my clients, how I teach them, how I coach or model and parent my children. It's important in my relationship with my husband, like freedom is super important to me. And presence and self-trust and my trusting my intuition is the thing that has brought me fulfillment um, and joy in my life. So that's like where I am today compared to last year is working on presence, working on trust, getting rid of goals, which again, like somebody else could be like, girl, you're, you're, you're you know, like, that's stupid. <laughs> you need to have goals. But I was like, you know what? I don't need them right now. I don't feel like I need them right now. It's, it's been just letting my intuition guide me. And I, I am making changes in my business. Like, I don't feel like styling women is my end goal. And allowing myself space to just process that and see what comes and seeing how I feel it feels in my body and then move and trusting that to move forward. It sounds probably crazy to some people and it would have sound crazy to the Amanda of last year, <laughs> but it feels so right right now. And that really is what you have to go with because I've just heard this so many times, especially lately from entrepreneurs. I have learned this lesson so many times over and in very hard ways myself about learning to listen to your intuition, going against the status quo, not paying so much attention to this, you know, like five-step framework or this is the exact formula on how to get this thing. Because first of all, no one is ever going to have the exact same journey as somebody else anyway. But it also doesn't take into account the more holistic approach. Like, what do you want your life to look like? Because mm -hmm. business and life are so inextricably combined that if you try to separate them, you're going to end up in very unhappy in likely one or the other. You, you can maybe then have one do really well, but you're probably not going to like what the other one looks like. And you have to approach it from a more holistic standpoint to further yourself and to really get super clear on, on what your values are and let those drive you. And then everything else is going to kind of come into place. But with everything that you're mentioning, I am curious, since you took away the goal, you threw away all the goals, all the things, has, how has your business done as a result? Um... So I still have one-on-one clients. Like and I, I was going to say, not necessarily like as a result, but like how have you seen your business maybe change or shift? Let's, let's, maybe right. that's a better okay. way of putting so, it. Okay. So I still have my one-on-one clients. So like getting rid of goals didn't affect me being able to bring in one-on-one clients or work with previous ones. Where it shifted is, so you made the point, like I, I've got clear on my values, which was really interesting. Sorry, I'm going to jump all over the place. I will eventually answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> when COVID hit, and I don't want to downplay the severity of how it has hit other people. And I want to fully say like, I am a privileged woman. So how it hit me, like it wasn't a huge disruption, but I think if it had hit me last year, I would have had a different reaction to it where I've gotten myself now is like, I'm so clear on my values that I could lose my house. I could lose my business. You know, so many things externally from me can happen, but I'm so secure in what my values are and how I want to show up in the world and what's important to me that I don't need a house to do it. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I, I'm resilient and I will always be able to provide for me, for myself. And I, where I used to be was like, well, society conditioned me to have a happy, healthy life and 
I have to finish high school and I have to go to university and I have to have a good paying job and I need to put my kids in public school and I need to live in a good neighborhood. That was what was conditioned to me. And that you have to pick your one job because you never know, you might lose it or you don't know if you're going to get a job. Like I was conditioned to believe and live a certain way. And all of a sudden at 40 years old, I was like, wait, I could choose to homeschool and travel with my family and work from wherever I want. If I choose to do that, I can get rid of this nice big house and move into a smaller one in order to free up more money. So I can go travel more because that's way more important to me than having this house in this neighborhood, whatever. And so I don't remember why I went on this tangent, but I think it all made sense. <laughs> so anyway, what is ended up happening was, oh, I know why I, got, I went here. I end up asking myself for the first time, what kind of life do I want to live and how is my business going to support it? Where the first two years of my business, it was like, I need to sacrifice everything for my business. Like I was resenting my daughter because she was interrupting me. I was resenting that I was, I had to go pick her up from school. I was re resenting that my husband wanted my time. Like, cause I was like, everything was about my business where all of a sudden I was like, no, 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 that's, that's not how I want to live my life. So once I asked myself that question, what, how, how, what life do I want to live and how's my business support it? It's, it shifted my decisions in my business. Mm. So I realized I don't want to work full time. I don't want to work 40 hours or more a week. I've never wanted that in my life. And it doesn't mean I'm lazy or I have a bad work ethic. I believe that there's more to life than just work. And it's a huge, it's very important to me. So I don't want to work full time. So that means, okay, I don't want to constantly be trading time for money and only working with one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, I already knew that. So I already had things in place in order to scale digitally. So it was like, no, I want to focus. I have a membership and I have a course. So now I want to focus more on growing that because growing that still allows me to have really big impact on a grand scale, which is important to me. I want to help as many women as I can because I believe what I have to say and what I have to share can be life-changing and have an impact on women who want or need my help. Um, I also believe that doing it digitally versus one-on-one -on -one is more affordable. So, you know, one-on-one -on -one time for a consultant can be really expensive. And now, and once you do that, you've eliminated an important part of the population that can't afford your help. So I want to have products that can help any type of woman, no matter her background. So they always have availability to me. So now I've decided I would like to lessen my one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe someday I'll get rid of it. I'm not sure. I'm not ready to make that commitment, but I do know that that's the direction I'm going. I want less one-on-one -on -one clients and I want to really grow my digital business. I want to grow my membership and I want to grow my courses. And so that's been my focus this year. So that's how this changes. To answer your question, that's how this has changed my life is I, I started off asking myself, what life do I want to live and how is my business going to support that? It's given you a massive amount of clarity is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. Huge amount of clarity. And, and yeah, that, well, before I was, I was living other people's models and dreams. Yes. And there's a huge amount of parallel that can be drawn from that with 2020 as well. I don't know if, if you've heard people talking about this, about that, that saying, and I've, I've used this like endlessly over the years about, you know, we say that in high, hindsight is 2020. And the entire meaning of that has really shifted this year because I have seen so many people and myself included gain so much clarity in ways that were completely unexpected. And sometimes we have to have the status quo shaken up for us as well in order to make those changes and to get that clarity because we can ask all the questions, we can want to challenge it, but if we don't actually have our hand forced sometimes, or mm -hmm. if we don't get presented with something that is completely outside of what we ever could have even imagined, we aren't ever going to be able to make those changes in the first place. So that's been really powerful. And I, I'm really hearing that in your journey as well. And obviously yeah. like before COVID started too, but it's really amazing to hear how that has completely overhauled your entire business and life combined. Yeah. 
and like, I'm excited. I, I doesn't mean I don't have any self doubt. I think we all have some, but it is like, it is so less, like it's not that running real in my head anymore. Um, to know that I trust myself and that things will happen like they're supposed to. And if there's an opportunity missed, like, it's not like, Oh damn, I missed opportunity. No, it just, it wasn't meant like, it sounds so woo woo, but it's like, it just wasn't meant to happen at that time. It will, another opportunity will present. And that's the one that you're supposed to pay attention to. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's just honestly complete freedom and trust. And uh, the Amanda of old would have been no control, control, control. <laughs> and so what do you, I, there's a couple things I want to circle back to here. So one of the things is you were talking about um, like enjoying the journey and you mentioned celebrating too. And, and I really relate to that. You, you know, you've hit a milestone and then you're already so focused on the next one that you don't take the time to celebrate where you're already at. What has shifting that looked like for you and how has that then impacted how you enjoy and appreciate the journey? Um, most of it is just not the focus on future. And it's just, so when I'm in content creation mode, I am just, just feeling the pure joy of that. I, I get to sit down and work right now. I get to download whatever inspiration has come into my head and I get to put it out there. Um, like right now I'm working on slides for my free masterclass. And even though it's not like my most favorite thing to do, it's like, I'm excited to get to present them this, this material. I'm excited about what I'm creating where the old would have been doubting. Are you doing the slide, right? Or is this the right content? Should you take that out? Amanda, you're going to get it wrong. Spend more time, edit, 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 or wait, 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 or get permission from somebody else to make sure you're doing it right. Now it's more just, I'm just trusting myself and I'm just doing, I'm not waiting for permission though. I, I generally don't have to wait for permission, but sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should get somebody's second eyes on this first before I put it out there. Or, um, so it's more just like being just fully in the moment. I'm not worried about what's happening tomorrow. I'm not worried about what's going to happen in three hours. I'm just fully present in the moment. And it's naturally, and I'm not consciously doing, you know, how people are like, Oh, practice gratitude and write in your journal, the gratitude. I don't have to put that in place. It's naturally happening. Like I'm naturally feeling gratitude. There's no prompt. I don't have to put time aside to feel gratitude. I'm naturally having those thoughts and feelings of gratitude, like those hits throughout the day. And if I'm not, I mean, I don't want to say like, I'm just like, Oh, everything's nice and breezy, lovely all the time. And I'm just smelling roses all the time. Like there's times where I'm like, Whoa, Amanda, you haven't checked in with yourself for a few days. And so now I can recognize like, Amanda, you need to get present again. And so I have my process. I, the outdoors is really important to me. So I just go to my deck with no distractions. And I just listen to my tap into all of my senses. So I smell what's around me. I look at the colors around me. I pay attention to what I'm hearing. I feel my body on the chair and I just pay attention to what I'm feeling in my body. And I get that like contentment, fulfillment, presence, and joy. And so I just, I think some of it I'm doing, doing the presence in the background, but there's times that I have to actually actively work on presence in that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's a really beautiful explanation, actually, because that's the thing. We'll hear a lot about gratitude journaling and stuff, but, and, and I, I certainly have done that as well, but I think that there's a difference between just writing it down and, and yes, it can still start to cultivate that, that mm -hmm. change in the brain. So there's a lot of power Absolutely. in that, but uh -huh. I think that we can sometimes treat it more as a to-do list mm -hmm. and it's, it's one more thing that I need to do today but then we don't actually embody that sense of gratitude. And what you're talking about is actually embodying it in the moment. And that's very different yeah. than just writing something down every day. Yeah. Huge difference. And it doesn't mean like, sometimes I don't look at my husband. I'm like, can you just go away? Like, <laughs> like I don't want to get, I don't want to like let anybody like think that this is just this magical thing that's going to make you happy and present all the time. Like there's times I'm just like, I just want my family to go away and I just want to go away and just leave me alone. Like I still feel it all those, sometimes like, to all of us. Yes. <laughs> like, I still feel all those normal emotions and feelings. I think we're supposed to like, that's normal. 
but um, I can quickly be, you know, if I'm stuck in that, I, I think before I used to get stuck in that loop of like, sometimes I would feel resentment because I used to be a perfectionist. And so when you're a perfectionist, you have really high standards on yourself and therefore you project those high standards and expectations onto others and nobody could ever meet up to my expectations. So I was always like resentful or, um, critical. And so once I let go of that perfectionism, I just now can fully, you know, you might still annoy the hell out of me, but I'm not going to resent you for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's the difference. Like it's, it's everything that you were saying is just so powerful. I, I'm going to be going back and re-listening to this myself because there's so many beautiful reminders in here that I think that all of us need these reminders sometimes on a, on a fairly regular basis too, because it just, it grounds us. It brings us back to the present moment. And especially in a year like 2020, it's very easy to be stressed and worried and be, be breathing in that fear basically mm -hmm. that is being broadcasted all around us. And it's not to say that there aren't very real fears out there. Uh, there, there definitely are, but we can't really exist in that space 24 seven and show up as our highest selves either. Right. And you, you have to be able to find the balance, whatever that balance looks like for you. And what you're talking about with this, this practicing of creating presence and living in the present moment, there is so much power in that. And it's so easy in entrepreneurship to get sucked down the rabbit hole of this goal and this revenue and this mm -hmm. quarter, I'm going to do this and the check, 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 check to-do list. So easy. I'm speaking from personal experience and it's, you can really change the game. Like what you're talking about has completely shifted everything. And I really want people to pay attention to that. Yeah. Like, so now, like I, I have lots of business coaches in my life and I love them all. They're beautiful and they help people do amazing things. But some of them, like they, they talk, like hit your goals, work on your goals. What are your goals today? What are your goals next week? And like, none of that just resonates with me anymore. Like none of it hits home. Like I don't, I'm like, I don't like hate it or anything. Like it doesn't make me feel anything negative. I'm just like, that does not resonate with me at all anymore. And my favorite question to ask my business coaching clients is how does that feel for you? <laughs> and I think that sometimes they want to kill me, but we always end up getting to a better answer because of it. <laughs> But what's interesting is I do the same thing with my clients. My clients, when they, when they put on something, they're like, Manda, what do you think? And I'm like, well, how do you feel in it? Cause yes. it doesn't, you're it doesn't, not the one who has to wear it. They do. No. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not in your body. And, and if you feel amazing it, even if I'm like, you know what? It doesn't look that good, but they feel amazing in it. It doesn't matter. Like it's about how they feel. And as their coach, that is what I'm trying to get them closer to is, tapping into their own intuition and knowing what feel like most women, when it comes to their clothes and we're going to, I guess, just jump to clothes now is they never ask themselves, like, how do I want to feel today? Like, so what I, one of the things I teach is, um, with my clients is tapping into your power words. Mm. And so it's, there are power words are just something that is a nonverbal expression of who we are and maybe a certain personality. So for me, I'm sassy. And I want to embody that sometimes during the day, or I want to embody it in my clothes. So it's like, when I want to feel sassy, I wear like my graphic t-shirts, my ripped jeans, my red lipstick and my heels. Like that's my sassy look. And when I want to, if I wake up and I'm like, I want to feel sassy today, then I go have a, some clothing and outfit that helps me connect with that feeling. And so that's what I want for women is like, how do you actually want to feel? So women are like, well, it's okay. It'll do it fits. And I'm like, well, is that good enough for you? Like, is that what, is that how you want to feel? And then they're like, oh, well, no, no, I don't want to feel just okay. I want to feel better than that. So my goal is to coach women so that they can find out what their version of that is because it's, it's different for everyone. So like That's you and I were awesome. talking, you and I were talking before about what confidence looks like for clothes. And I'm like, Emily, like you're deadlifting, you work out all the time, you're in your garage or you're, <laughs> I don't know where you are when you do it, but <laughs> like that is a huge part of who you are. And that is part of your personality that helps you connect with who you are. So of course you wearing your yoga pants and your workout gear is what makes you feel confident. If I wear that, it doesn't make me feel confident. <laughs> 
It doesn't make, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go sweat. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're gonna be my but it's true. It's like my power gear, basically, because yeah. I I never feel more power like powerful and empowered when I am mm -hmm. throwing heavy weights around. So it, I hadn't even made that connection until you pointed that out to me before we jumped on. I'm like, damn, that's why I live in yoga pants all the time. Yeah, it's not. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you don't care, which is some, <laughs> what some people say, right? Like, oh, I'm just in yoga pants all the time, and I want to seem like I care what I look like. I'm like, you can wear yoga pants and feel absolutely confident. That's who you are. I had a, a client where, so she's dating. She wants to start dating, but she's like, man, I'm going to the grocery store and I'm wearing my same Lulu leggings. I have my, my socks hiked up to my knees and I'm wearing my Burks and I'm wearing a toque. And she's like, but I love wearing that, but I'll never catch a man like that. But I'm like, well, no, if a man doesn't love you like that in your fullness, then you don't, that's not the right man for you. Yeah. So if that's what makes you feel awesome, then embody that. Where I come in is when women are like, I don't feel awesome. And I have no idea how to connect with myself, express myself. And how do I make sure my wardrobe supports how I want to feel in the life that I have? So that's where I come in. Cause not all women just can intuitively know and do that. And a lot of women put so many limitations on themselves when it comes to dressing as well. And I just want to like knock all of those out of the water. Well, and, and let's talk about this a little bit more because it, another reason why I wanted to bring this up with you was because, and you, you create the perfect segue, by the way, you, you're doing my job for me. I really appreciate this. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a podcaster too. I, exactly. I, I love interviewing other podcasters. It's always the best experience because we just have the, the best chat and like, it's awesome. I love interviewing other podcasters. <laughs> Um, because when, when I ended my relationship, uh, a year and a half ago, it was a whole big thing. If you want the, the whole dramatic story, you can go reference episode 117. It's all over there. And yes, it is worth the listen. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. It's probably one of my all time favorite episodes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it's solely because it's like, what happened? <laughs> what ha like, I'm going to follow it. What happened? That's so funny. <laughs> uh, sometimes I still wonder that. I'm like, what yeah. happened? <laughs> I'm confused. I lived it and I'm still confused. I know. Um, so after I ended that relationship, I made, it was funny that, that we, like I, I mentioned uh, vision boards earlier because mm -hmm. I thought that that's what you were going for. I'm not a vision board person, but for some reason, as soon as I ended that relationship, I needed something to anchor myself. I needed something to hang on to. And I made a little a little Pinterest vision board. I'm not even a Pinterest person. So this is very out of character for me. <laughs> and I put a bunch of things on it that I wanted to like embody and start working towards that, that would give me kind of that, that grounding in like a really tough period of uncertainty. And there were a few different things on it, but one of the things was uh, a woman wearing this really beautiful dress that I, I loved. It's a super feminine kind of like flowy, almost like beachy vibe. And I had felt like, for one thing, I hadn't really purchased any new clothes for myself for several years. And then once I quit my corporate job, I was only in, uh, you know, yoga pants and stuff, but I wasn't working out quite as often as I wanted to, which kind of annoyed me. So I didn't have that same powerful tie mm -hmm. that I do now. And I just kind of felt blah. I was like, oh, what is this? And I would see these, you know, we, we all do this. We see the women on Instagram mm -hmm. with like the beautiful things. And I was like, Oh, that looks so cool. Like I would love to embody that because I used to wear dresses and stuff a lot. Mm -hmm. And I somehow kind of lost that a little bit along the way. And when I went to Bali, I made all these incredible friends. And some of them were these super kind of like what you're talking about, these super feminine, just like soft, lovely, beautiful humans who just radiate feminine energy and like were pink all the time. And like, just I'm thinking of one particular friend. She's so funny. And at first I was like, whoa, like that's a lot of girl for me. Like, I don't know if I can handle that. And if you, I should probably do like an entire podcast episode on this at some point. If you saw the clothes that I arrived in Bali with compared to the clothes that I very quickly adopted and then basically threw out everything else, you would die laughing. And now when people see my Instagram, sometimes I'm also surprised at my own Instagram because I wear like all these little like wrap mini skirts and like crop tops. 
And I'm like, if you told me that that was what I was going to be wearing on an everyday basis, like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, who is that? And what is going on? And now it's just kind of like what I'm actually most comfortable in. And that has really surprised me. And, and of course, now I've brought it back to Canada. And I think people think I'm crazy because most people <laughs> don't dress like that. But I am totally comfortable wearing that because I'm like, this to me symbolizes part of my journey and how I have kind of come back to my more feminine side. And that means a lot to me because I, I see that help me in my business when I bring in my more feminine side, like all these different things. It's very easy for me to go masculine. So I need to have that little bit of, of feminine to really ground me on like an everyday basis, even if it's what I'm wearing, because it brings me back to, to that like kind of foundational core that I need in order to function as my highest self. Yeah. And so what I teach women is like style, it's, it's ever changing because we're always changing. So what often when women reach out to me, what triggers them has been a change in their life. They've changed careers. They're, they are now have kids. They've started their own business or they're just like, I've hated my body for years and I'm finally decided to be done with that and accept who I am. I'm ready to now embody that new confidence. And I don't know how to do it. We are always changing. And so when I look at my own wardrobe last year, it was very, um, it was very, um, logical. How is it? Cause I'm all about like purposeful, intentional wardrobes, like our wardrobes, we need to wear them. They need to serve us. They need to make our lives easy. They need to make us feel good. But last year was all about practicality, which I think really lines up to where my headspace was very logical. This is the way things are done. A, B, C, and D where this year when I was like, I'm, I am a new person. Like I'm still me at my core, but I am, I am a new person. And how do I, how do I want my wardrobe to support this version of me? And so this year it's been about color. So where you were embodying more feminine, flowy, maybe structured pieces to me, it's all about color. I added fuchsia in the spring. I'm adding neon, like green and yellow in this fall. Like to me, it's all about the vibrant color because I'm feeling more vibrant and I want my clothes to reflect how I'm feeling because it helps me connect with that. I love that. And actually I did a lot of that too. Like I actually bought a, um, this skirt that's quite literally technicolor rainbow and I can't go anywhere without people asking me about it too. They're like, they're, everyone is obsessed with this skirt and I just love it. Every time I put it on, I feel just awesome because I feel mm -hmm. like it reflects what I feel like on the inside, like this, yeah. this, you know, very dynamic and just, you know, I'm a little bit of everything and uh, like bright and, and a little bit loud and all of these different things. And I love how much it, it reflects what I feel internally. And I just, I love that this is how you work with women to yeah. kind of, and, and the parallels, like I wasn't even drawing some of the conclusions on the parallels until you brought some of them up. And I think it's really, really cool to see how these interact with what's yeah. going on in our lives. Yeah. And it, it's congruence. It's, it's us just connecting with who we are and having everything around us support who we are and, and our wardrobes should support us and, and they should help us connect with who we are. Just a lot of women are like, I've lost myself and I don't know who I am anymore. So this is where I see my new direction going in my business. So like how I mentioned before, I don't feel like style is the end for me. I want to help women develop better relationships and a deeper relationship with themselves. Cause that's where like, that's, that's everything. It's how you operate with other people. It's how you do anything in your life is, is the connection and relationship and the, how you talk and treat yourself is the core of everything. And so that's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on like empowerment. I want to focus on, you know, peeling back the layers of what you've been conditioned in order to get like really real on what do you believe? What, what do you think are the beauty standards that you want to adapt to? So like last year, I, when I was going through my midlife crisis, I was like, I'm not dying my hair anymore. I'm letting my gray grow. Like I'm just, I'm fully, I want to, when I, my body changes, they just do. Our bodies change and I can either fight it or I can accept it with grace and love. And I'm always going to choose grace and love over fighting myself. I always want to accept and love myself no matter where I'm at. So I, and I'm not going to buy into 
the, the systems that are trying to sell me on my insecurities and make a profit from it. So that's, that's been, that's what I want to wake women up to is like you thinking that you need to have a breast implant or you thinking that you have to have this 50 step regimen for your face is kind of like, is going to bring you happiness. Like, sure. Again, I'm like, I, I put moisturizer in my face, but like, it's just, these have been stuff that we've been told. Like we've been taught that like cellulite is this awful thing that we need to put creams on to get rid of, but it's like cellulite is absolutely normal and it doesn't hurt anyone. And it's like, what if they go after our belly buttons? What if all of a sudden one business out there is like, belly buttons are gross. You, you need to shrink it. Here's this cream. Like it, to me, it's the exact same thing. But people, I agree. <laughs> they don't see it. Like they don't see that connection. I see those connections and I want to help kind of wake women up and question those things. So sorry, that was a little tangent. <laughs> I'm loving your tangents. No, this is awesome. And, and more, more women need to hear this message too, because I think this is really powerful. And this also just really ties in so beautifully with what what you said at the very beginning was that this was all going to tie in with it, kind of that practicing presence mm -hmm. and being in the present moment and appreciating where you are and what you have right now and working with it rather than fighting it yeah. and that Absolutely. i think is sort of the, the overarching theme yeah um, yeah yeah that was a nice that was a nice tie-in right there <laughs> thanks well done I, I, I try to do this once in a while <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Amanda, this is just awesome. Tell people where everyone can find you and connect with you. How can people reach out to you? Seriously, like I think everyone's going to be falling in love with you as much as I do. So I want to send them all your way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm the most active on Instagram. So Instagram, I love very deeply. So I'm at simplystylish.ca on Instagram. And I have, I do have a separate Instagram for my podcast and it's called women disrupted podcast on Instagram, but I've like, you can find all my links just going to my simplystylish.ca and I have all the links everywhere and how to get a hold of me is there. <laughs> and, and we'll be linking everything as well. So it'll all be Thank linked you. up for you. I love it. Okay. And I just have one more question for you sure. is okay. if you could give people one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be? is um to trust yourself like I, I, don't, I don't know how to get more so like just trust yourself nobody else has the answers nobody else is going to tell you how to do it don't look outward look inward all of the answers are there you just have to learn how to separate it and find that again so the answers are inward they're never ever outward it doesn't mean like we can't get new information in and learn and grow, but you get to, your body and you get to choose what comes in and what bounces off. Yeah. And who knows, maybe something like breath work can help you find that stillness so that you can actually hear the answers coming through more as well, because a lot of times we'll have the answers. And then, you know, we'll hear all the things we're like, oh yeah, like just go inward and listen. And we're like, okay, but what the fuck does that mean? Right. <laughs> and I can't hear anything. And sometimes we have to cultivate that stillness to really be able to allow that to come through. So yeah, that trust yeah. factor is so, so huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amanda, this has just been such a delight. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. And we need to chat some more because we have, <laughs> like we, I think we've just scratched the surface on our similarities. <laughs> well, you know, ever since I first listened to your podcast and I, I just, I told you before, I was like, I can't believe like that's the first full circle is listening to your episode that like helped change me and loving your podcast and then being able to come on it. I was just like, this is so crazy to me. Um, and yeah, so you got a fan girl, so I'm here. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> cracked me up. No, it's, seriously, this is awesome. And I am just like beyond honored to have had any even small role in your journey. So that is just the coolest thing ever to hear. So thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.